2: Welcome to another another week of Politically Correcting Podcast with Jose Pio Lavelle, Lewis and Dan from the streets here. I appreciate you guys being on here. I appreciate you out there. Dang, that stopped real quick. That was abrupt. Sad. I appreciate you being out there and spending your time with us every week live Wednesday evenings. I appreciate that so much. You have no idea. Uh, again, this is a podcast where we, uh, talk amongst friends concerning, uh, some things, some things that you talk about anyways, and it's usually over some drinks. So let's go ahead and, uh, open your drinks, pour your drinks, whatever it may be. Cheers to civilization as we know it. Ooh. See, when you start off like that, get worried. Be worried because I'm about to do a, my first actual monologue in a while here. Yes. Yes. All right, because I'm I'm feeling I'm feeling frisky today. Oh shoot, this one might get uh, both that side going over there. We haven't introduced our our guest yet; he's not on a camera yet either. Yep, and uh, I think this would be something that you both could enjoy. Poverty. This is this is my quote of the day here. Poverty is not a scapegoat for immorality. Poor people, poor people don't kill people. Hungry people don't kill people. Uneducated people don't kill people. People who make consistently bad decisions kill people. Immoral decisions. It's hardly ever just a one-off thing, but a history of consistently making poor decisions. It gets you to a point where you then make the worst decision to take the life of another person because you cannot handle your decisions. And that... That speaks to personal accountability, speaks to personal responsibility. This is uh, my views. This is not the views of everyone else unless they agree. It's up to them to, if they want to agree. I'm going to go ahead and get your input on that, though, uh, Lavelle and Dan. <clears throat> Tell we'll me, get, Lavelle. We'll get our guests in, in a few minutes here.
3: Um, I mean, it it just like you said, man, it really starts with the individual. I mean, to get to that point, to get to that point where you have to make that decision to alter the history of everything that's behind that person's life. Ooh, that like, is a fantastic way of putting it. Right? Like from who knows, it's maybe the mom's not maybe the mom has passed away, right? Mm-hmm. And it's the only father that's taking care of his kid. Or what if both parents are taken away, you know, are taken away, but the grandmother's in line. So just imagine the the, the hierarchy of, of pain that you gotta get through first before you get to the siblings. Before you get to The homeboys on the street or the homegirls on the street or, you know, everybody else that's outside that love that kid, you know, teachers, you know, know, pastors, you know, oh, I remember that kid when they were just they were just here. They're only 15 Mm -hmm. to get to that point. What like you have a decision to make Mm. you do You, you 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 have a decision to make. And in whatever decision that is, I don't think it is up there enough to where you should take that person's life. It doesn't rank past that point. Right. I don't care whatever the situation is. You have a decision to make. And there's no coming
2: back from it. Hmm. What do you think, Dan?
0: You, think, you, you talking about something specific? Talking about what just happened in Rochester?
2: Not really. I, I It's just a conversation that consistently is had on, let's say, city council meetings where we have a uh, more left-leaning uh, person who says, oh, it's because they're poor that they're killing people. It's because they're, they, they're poor that they're stealing and ransacking businesses. It's because they're poor. And And to me, I've been poor. I've never stolen or burnt down a building because I was poor. I've never killed somebody because I was poor. I've never... I, that's never pushed me to that level. So for someone to say, "Oh, they're hungry, they're poor, that's why they they get to that level."
0: Well, so I think I think they can be those things, and and you know something could happen, but I don't think it justifies it. And I think what it sounds like is people are trying to justify the use of violence because of circumstance,
3: right? Yeah, and that's the frustrating part because you were, you have people who are in a position of power that can make. Well, I, I don't even I don't even necessarily believe that they could make decisions that could actually, you know what I'm saying? solve that problem yeah, of right. that. Again, that individual solving, well, there's no solving, right?
2: It's a given time.
3: But at the end of the day, is stop acting as though you can't stop using it as, you know, some way to connect and communicate and, and increase your value or stance just because you want their support right. overall. Everybody wants to be right. And even on the other side, even the, you, you know, even, and I'm not even just, you know, calling out politicians, but also, you know, the citizens within the community. Like, we can't keep, you know, allowing ourselves to use the the we don't have enough money,
2: right? You
3: know, um, you know we can't you can't use that as an excuse every single time. We have no. to look at every situation. They're
2: oppressed. They're oppressed somehow.
3: Stop. We got, we can't do that because there's so much there's so much money that's being made off of
2: poverty. Right. Okay. We had a guest that was supposed to come on before that was making money. Of off course. Of we,
3: we had a city council member that got popped for getting paid off of poverty. Okay. So. I wouldn't say getting paid off of
2: it. He was stealing. Stealing. I'm sorry. Taxpayer funneling taxpayers'
3: yeah. money into a ghost account. Like to have the audacity to do that and then go up on city council every single week and preach and preach to everybody about how they need to do better that now th- oh, have got the fist going so again yeah, he's serious and right? i'm not yeah. and i'm not and i am only using this platform now as a, as a as a citizen because it's my you know it's my responsibility to it's, call that out this is out. my
2: mental health right it this is right this here is, is, is my mental health i really health. appreciate it for real
3: and and just using that as an example we as citizens, we're seeing that, like, and you are still going up there, crawling, you know, pointing the finger at uh-huh. just law enforcement, like pointing finger at same thing with you lovely. know, same thing with Lovely. Well, listen, when your husband is dealing dope, <laughs> and you're the mayor, that's the most, di- like, that's the most disappointing thing, right there, like the the story behind like these. Bad decisions and these people mm-hmm. that, are in po- that are in position and, I, and I'm not and I'm, I don't want to sound like again because every time I talk about don't qualify this, just
0: say it just but say no but I, but it. every time
3: I talk about it I'm always Speak getting looked at as the individual that is not with the people. You still have to hold that type of behavior accountable. Like you, you have to. You cannot let that ride as citizens and then say. Oh, and point the finger at everything else is wrong instead of looking looking at the individual in the mirror.
2: Right. You came to the uh, gun summit that I was on a, a panel of guests that were talking about gun violence in the city and that was brought up by a Black Panther. An OG, old school guy, Black Panther that said Black, we decided that Black men don't kill Black men. And it I wouldn't say it ended it, but that was the end of the conversation. If you didn't fall in line with that, you were not part of that group. You did not, you did not belong in that community. Black men didn't kill black men. And he said that very sternly. It was amazing to hear.
3: And and, and what's sad though, is that again, the, the folks that are perpetuating the argument for the people in the uh-huh. community refuses to touch that point. 68 murders so far this year, with three good months left before we hit January.
2: Yeah, with a high of 70 in the past, like, 30 years. Are something? we talking about, like,
3: temperature? Like, 70 in, right. 70 in November? 70 right. plus murders. It's, it's disgusting. And we're not talking about that. No, we're still talking about racial tensions, racial. We still want to point. It's like, okay, what do you want to do? Do you want to just beat up every single racist Individual you think just to feel better, like the rage, I understand where it's from, it's coming from. I get it. I get how, I understand how deeply rooted it is. But if you're not coming up to the, to the plate with any solutions, then you are literally a part of, you're a part of the problem.
2: Well, let me, let, let's get into a couple articles before we bring in our guest here, uh, because it kind of leads into. You be starting stuff, Jose. That's what I do, man. That's what I do, because I get you hyped up. And now I'm about to bring on one of your uh, good friends uh, from CNN, Van Jones. Oh, God. Let's bring his article this up. This dude, oh, he's such a... So, Glenn <laughs> Youngkin was the, mm. uh, the Republican who won the election in Virginia. It was, not gonna lie, it was a great day for America to see because that said, we're not okay with mm. CRT. We're not okay with seeing everything through a lens of, you know, color biasness. We're not okay with, Telling parents that show up to their school board meetings and saying the FBI are not going to investigate you as a domestic terrorist, we're not okay with. Maybe we're not okay with these mandates that are happening from the higher ups. But this man right here, Mr. Van Jones, calls Glenn Youngkin this 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 person that beat the odds to win. We're talking about they threw every big name Democrat down there. and he said, Glenn, "Glenn Youngkin is a Delta variant of Trumpism." How many times? Thank you. <laughs> yo, he used yo. You see all the fear in that,
3: right? He used so much fear in one. Like right. that's this this is what I find funny about this whole liberal far leftism, right? I find it fascinating that the foundation of this entire argument that they've used for the last two years, three, no, not two years, six years, because with Trump. Right. It's been Trump to the virus and it mutates every single time. But during this election, during this cycle, it just started to crumble to where the only thing he had to say, the only thing he could say was Delta variant of Trumpism. Yeah. Read that last line, though. (laughs) They just get the keywords.
2: (laughs) Read that last line. It says the uh, contended that Youngkin represented a Delta variant of Trumpism that threatened the country. Oh, yes. Wow. Wow. That threatened huh. the country.
0: So you can just say things from the consequence
2: now? Youngkin didn't back up Donald Trump at all. <laughs> <And> he didn't <laughs> run on Donald Trump is my boy, and I agree with him, and he's our rightful president. He didn't run on any of that. He actually ran on give parents back the ability to talk about what they want their kids to learn in school?
3: Isn't that how dare he? That is one hundred percent brainwashing right there. <laughs> that's, that's, that's exactly that's just brainwashing man. right there. Well, I know that's anybody
0: do. anybody that's an enemy of enemy quote unquote of uh-huh. the of the far left is Trump. Yeah, yeah. that's what yeah. that's all they do, and it's yeah. such a shallow argument too. It's bad. God, I love seeing you heated up though, Lavelle. like, he's relocated several times.
3: You should have been at the you should have been at summit. It was, you know, I it was definitely. To, Good to see a lot of people talk, you know. Come
2: to find out that one guy that brought up the three points that he made it all about um, its systemic racism and, yeah, and its oppression. Yeah. That guy? Come to find out that he throws parties in random, in random places throughout the city where he brings all his friends together and they all smoke weed at these parties, these underground, you know, late-night parties, after-hours parties, smoke all the weed. And then at the last one that had happened in Charlotte, I guess he got angry and started grabbing bottles from behind the bar and stealing Ooh, bottles. Oh, it was a oh. whole big old thing. Well, well come to find out, this man who's oppressed. Oh oppressed.
3: You, well where else are you gonna be able to do that? What other country are you gonna be able to pop bottles right and and and, and get paid. And throw underground and, and parties. Smoke. I mean which yo, do, yo, smoke smoke your weed at the parties, do what you gotta do, you know, as long as you're not breaking the law. But, you know, you can't really sit up there and point the finger at how bad right. the popo is when right you
2: doing stuff the popo wouldn't really... Right. <laughs> that you get arrested for. Appreciate. Let's bring up the Kamala Harris article, which goes right in line with this as well. With they the, found uh, her? No. Oh. She's in the
3: basement. Still in
0: the basement.
2: They, this right. is what uh, Vice President Harris warned, that that mm-hmm. McAuliffe loss in, in Virginia would doom Democrats in 2022 and 2024. That loss, she says, would doom Democrats. <sighs> not President Biden pooping his pants. Not... <sighs> Vice President Kamala Harris. You know what's going to doom Democrats? What
0: gas at four dollars?
2: Yo, they could
3: do. The Democrats are so like the top Democrats is running this country. They're so damn stupid. (laughs) And here's why: they have the ability to connect with the youth Uh more than any any party in the country. Not anymore. Well, they still they still can because they use so much influence from Jay Z and all these pop. You know, they they
0: who under thirty buck. listens to Jay Z
3: exactly. But I'm talking about everybody from <laughs> right? 18 right. and up. So you got sure. more 18 year olds than 30 year olds because you know half of them probably doesn't got having them. Then make it to 25 to 30. But anyway, they have that they have that demographic. All they really need to do is get back to their own roots. Like you don't have to use racism. To 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 separate anybody, you can really stand up and say, "Yeah, we're going to go after the bad politicians. Mm-hmm. That that's what they're known for. That's what they're supposed to be for. That's what they're supposed to be for, that's right? Literally the whole." But they became the bad ones, right? They saw how much money they were making. It was like, hold on, man. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on.
2: You know how much Pelosi has made? She's almost a billionaire. Hold on. Pelosi's almost a billionaire. What do you mean
3: you get to save your money from taxes if you make a lot of money? Right. (laughs) Right. $400,000. That's like, What do you mean I can write off? Wait, I can get as much ice cream as I want?
2: (laughs) Yeah. So we have actually a couple more articles, but we're going to jump right into our, our guest. Yeah, because I I, to... I I think you've got some things to say about some of the things that we've talked about here. So let's yes. let's bring Mr. Michael Hennessy up. Thank you so much for coming on, brother. I appreciate you Welcome. and everything you're doing in the community Yes, um, for our city. You are a great asset that's kind of like underground, in my opinion, that most people... And that's the best way to do it, in my opinion. Where people don't know, but Good. it's happening, right? It's happening, and I, I just want to say I personally appreciate that very much. But uh, let's talk about your your background. What 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 pushes you to be the man that you are today and doing everything that you're doing?
1: Well, I I was a, I, I was explaining to the guys when I first got here. I was a beer salesman for 15 years, and uh, 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 I, I had a guy once tell me after I I got. Uh, uh, more religious in the nineteen seven, and late nineties, and I mm-hmm. became uh, 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 on fire for God. Let's say Holy Spirit <laughs> got a hold of me and made me. I didn't get saved till I was thirty. I was a late bloomer, but in ninety seven, I got I got serious about God, and uh, and I asked Him to use my gifts and talents to advance the kingdom. Ooh. I don't know how you use an old beer salesman, but that's your problem, <laughs> right? Hey. And I and I and I met a guy who was from the radio industry, and he went away for a dozen years, and he came back. When he left, I was the beer guy. I was the marketing director for the second largest beer distributor in the state. It's right. Wisner was right. Distributing right. Wisner when I was there, and uh, and he left the, the Rochester market to go run stations in in uh, in Buffalo. Came back twelve years later. I'm at the Open Door Mission. And he said, well, you've come full circle. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I said, well, thanks, Kevin. You know, you start right with the fat jokes. He said, no, 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 no. He said, said, no, you're rounder, but that's not what I meant. Uh, He said, when I left, you were the beer guy. Uh And when I come back, you're the getting the guys off the beer guy. I'm at the Open Door Mission now. He goes, you're an enigma. You should write a book. So I got this book cooking you know, and you know, as the mug turns, you know, <laughs> from such <laughs> nice. the saints. So it's, a, it's kind of like a paradigm, but, but, and, and that, that, uh, drive to, uh, advance the kingdom, uh, put me into open door mission for eight years. And I worked with poverty and guys and homeless and, uh, uh, seven years, eight, eight years later, uh, here at youth for Christ. And, and it's just, uh, uh, taking the things of the kingdom and putting them into practice in the world. I have, You know i have a little radio show it's called good news talk faith in the marketplace it's about connecting faith to the marketplace so the world tries to solve problems with two of the three components that run everything in life it's mind body and spirit we hear that all the Mm. time you know i take the hennessy uninspired version and inject uh, faith for spirit so it's everything on the earth is when god spoke the world into existence it was with mind, body, and faith or spirit component in it. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't just the manifestation of the birds and the bees and the boys and the girls. It was its operating system, right? So if you try to solve poverty without adding faith, you're not going to solve it. If you try to solve addiction without adding faith, if you, you can try to solve any. The world tries to solve all the cultural chronic problems mm-hmm. without one of the three needed components, and, in, and that's the whole status uh, uh, reason for the show is you want to talk about addiction? Okay, let's talk about addiction, bring in an expert on addiction, say, okay, how do we inject faith into this? Mm. Because that's the only way you're going to solve it. And how I learned that most definitively is it opened our mission that we had a 12-month uh, drug and alcohol addiction recovery program, right? Every year, we'd get 10 new guys come in that were flat-out drug addicted, right? Flat-out drug addicted on alcohol, drugs, OPS, you name it. And there was always, after three months in, you'd get eight guys, and this was like clockwork, eight guys would say, wow, I was in 20 of these programs until I got here, and this works. Well, that was easy for me to understand. We injected faith into your recovery program, right? But there would always be two guys at the other end who said, well, you know, Mike, I had, I had faith, I had a pastor, I had an addiction, and I went to my pastor, and he said, well, just read your Bible more. i said, no, 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 no. No, you got it. You're not recognizing the mind and body. You're not Mm -hmm. recognizing the biological and physical and clinical effects of alcohol or Mm -hmm. drugs on your brain and how it changes the brain and how God showed me that most definitively there was a guy named Kenny Geyer. And Kenny knows I tell this story, so it's cool. Kenny was the most uh, hopelessly, chronically addicted guy I ever met in 10 years there. Lived in the subway for years and years and years, right? Came to the mission, got saved, got clean. And we hired him as a mission shelter staff. He was on the front desk for 10 years. And sweetest, most wonderful guy you ever want to know, unless his meds were off. Mm. And if his meds were off, he was the meanest, rottenest son of a gun you never want to (laughs) meet ever. And that's when God showed me, no, there's there's clinical and biological factors that the pastor didn't. Yeah appreciate to to solve science, the problem. Or science. Or science. God invented science. Right. So, so that's what I try to do and everything I do and try to inject faith in the chronic cultural problems because until you do, you're not going to solve them.
2: So can in your belief then, can you actually solve those problems? Because in my belief, it's, it seems as if there's always going to be something or, or they're always going to raise the bar, you know, with this new $15 minimum, you know, minimum pay per hour. Yeah. You know, they're, they're raising the bar, but then it's going to, in my opinion, is going to turn around. We're going to be hiring less people of color that are teenagers at that point. Now we're not allowing teenagers to now get into the workplace at a younger age. And so we're they're not being able to bring home some of the bacon, sure. per se. So do you believe that it can be fixed, or do you think it be key, it could be more, uh, you know, well, where do you believe that it actually before falls? Before I
1: answer that, I'm going to go back to where you started. You mm-hmm. started when you're sitting on city council, you're doing all these murders, and as well, it's because of poverty. Well, I worked with I worked with thousands of guys in poverty every year for eight years, and I don't know of one of them that committed murder.
2: Okay, right? so you agree? So you agree with the
1: monologue at right, the beginning? The poverty doesn't cause murder.
2: Right. Right. Okay. Good. Or any of that. Stuff. I'm glad you agree. I didn't mean to put that all on you, and then you're, you're sitting there. You're I'm asking, like, I don't know if he agrees. Yeah, you're absolutely <laughs> right.
3: <laughs> Again, so it it's it's very uh, troubling to hear. Right, where <clears throat> you can break down you just broke down the whole essence of just kind of like being a human being like you like again it goes back to you know there is a choice but there are certain circumstances where you don't have any control over it, like mental health situations right but when you when you're talking about poverty and you have people on the outside who you probably can count on your hand how many you know politicians that have actively gone down to the Open Door Mission to actually really figure things out and help out and extend a yeah, helping hand yeah, a couple Right. Yeah. So within that, like, you have all these issues that's getting perpetuated and keep using poverty as, as the scapegoat, right. mm-hmm. you know? It's
1: like they keep using guns as the scapegoat for murder. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, who's the person that's that's committing the murder? Because yeah. it's not the gun.
2: I don't even want to say how many guns are owned in this group right here, right. but none of them I don't think have killed, walked up. Walked down the street, pulled its own trigger to kill somebody. Right. If 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 I don't want to speak for you guys, I, don't, I have no idea. If the gun theory <laughs> were true,
1: if, the, if, the, if if the leftist gun theory were true, it would take us eighteen months to get a driver's license, and oh we'd God. have our we'd have our driver's license. We can only drive it on a certain time. Well, time unless you're an time. illegal immigrant. Yeah, and and according to the left,
0: Lavelle, wouldn't be able to get one. Right. right. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, we'll he do. doesn't have because internet that car. I don't have money.
1: an ID. <laughs> that car' is gonna that car is gonna kill somebody if we don't control it that car's gonna go kill somebody if uh-huh. we don't control that car
3: yeah you know I was watching a uh, Chris Rock um stand up and it's ironic we were talking about gun, gun control and you know he's speaking to an audience you know he's giving a show he's telling you know telling the story he says you know um he was talking about the mass murder so he used the mass murder situation as like this big huge you know valid point that if if we didn't have or you didn't have access to this guns mm-hmm. this gun a hundred people wouldn't die versus a guy with a with a knife kill you know stabbing you wouldn't be able to get away with stabbing a hundred people but it's still like you still can't use that because you have to go back to the individual you have to go back to mental health you have to go back to what why is that person there
1: see i like to go back to the root of things and you talked about murder and what's the root of murder well i like to go right back to the bible the first murder was Cain and Abel. Dang. Right? Right? Preach. Cain God said, Bring me an offering. And Cain brought an offering of vegetables, mm-hmm. which is never be a vegetarian. No. Uh, <laughs> sure. He brought vegetables. It was a work of his hands, right? right? But see, Abel was watching what happened with his father Adam. And he watched when God, when God uh, uh took care of their sin. He used animal skins. He took mm-hmm. away the fig leaves and used animal skins. So so Abel was making, paying attention and Cain wasn't. He, they, and he brought a, he brought a sacrifice of skins of animal blood and, and uh, Cain brought the veg, the, the vegetables and God rejected his gift and he accepted Abel's and Abel and, and, and Cain got angry. Right? Jealousy. Right now, Jealousy. now right there, God had that conversation with him, you know, uh, 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 don't, don't watch the sin's crouching at your door right now, but mm-hmm. you have a decision to make. Right. Don't choose what I think you're choosing because he thought killing his brother would make him feel better. But God came back and said, The blood of your brother is crying out to you from the ground or streets, Ooh. say, today, right? And and uh, and, are, and he said, am I my brother's keeper? And the rhetorical answer was, yes, yes you are. Mm-hmm. And that was wrong. So he, he chose the wrong thing to murder his brother. And whoever is deciding to kill their brother on the street is taking that pain, taking that rejection. And I'll bring this fatherhood in here, too, because whenever there's a fatherless home, there's a sense of abandonment, which becomes... Uh, depression, which becomes anger, which outwardly is violence. Right? It's it's that it's that abandonment of not having your dad in your life to t- give you the discipline and self control you need not to kill somebody or do basic things. But uh, you have a choice to make here. Don't choose choose life or death. The Bible says choose life. Love it. it, it you know
3: that is so direct to the problem within our you know our community, our inner cities. Right, the separation and the only way you're gonna get that knowledge if you go to church, right? You only that's the only way. So what you're, you're saying is we got to
1: go back to church, huh? It's it's knowledge. true, you know. And and I say this about about a fatherless boy, if if mom doesn't bring home a healthy male role model for him to start learning some common sense and some wisdom from, then when he turns thirteen, thirteen or fourteen, he's gonna go find a role model, mm-hmm. and he's gonna go look out the window and say, where are the men? The yeah, where, what do they see? What do they look like? Uh, what are they doing? Preach. You know, what are they driving? And I'm going to go be like them because right. I'm craving that that recognition from a male. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to if mom doesn't bring one into my life, I'm going to go pick one, and the one I pick isn't going to be good most of the time.
0: No, because really? kids are generally fairly dumb. Right? Well, <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're they're ignorant. I was, ignorant. I was too. Yeah, <laughs>
3: We, yeah, I would say ignorant because they know what they're doing. I mean, now, right. My kids will be running laps around me sometimes. I'm thinking I'm the smartest person in the room, and before you know it jokes on me. He <laughs> like, you know, um, but you should have been at the uh, stop the violence uh, forum. I, I was hoping that <laughs> Moses
1: Robinson was there and he's I, I asked i'm I'm honored to have more Moses on my board, and I wanted to get there. I couldn't get there. Um, but uh, you know, James Smith is great too. He's the new the new interim chief. He was the captain's yeah, downtown been. section the whole time I was at the mission and was out without uh, Dave Smith in the downtown Mm -hmm. uh, section, you know, of those guys getting to us really quick. I mean, we had a hotline really quick because, you know, guess what guys in poverty in desperate uh, situations, they don't, they don't act responsibly all the time. Right. Mm -hmm. And I, and at the mission, we can't keep 24 hour security, armed security and we can't afford it. So if it wasn't for uh, captain James Smith in RP downtown section, getting there within three minutes, every time we needed. That place might not even be here.
3: Can I go on a limb and say should we just have a lot of that funding that those millions of dollars to get more open door missions around the city?
1: No, because we don't want government funding at the oh. So okay. because as soon as you bring in government oh, money then then they you, will mess it they will string, mess, they mess it up. up. They're string yeah cuz we do a chapel service in there was, every night. Well right?
2: name one thing that the government has actually so, done that is actually positive. So
3: why are we so why are we saying we need more money and that's the uh, argument for solving the poverty issue. We need more money. Y'all not giving us no money. Where is the money, y'all? That's all that was the whole argument like at the forum. Like where is the government money for I would tell you this. If
1: that agency is 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 seriously faith based, they're not looking for money from the government because government from the money always mm. comes with strings and they ask you to start compromising Ooh. what your faith about.
3: Oh so bang. So there's the poverty little chink, that's a little chink in that little armor right there. Can you there. say chink
2: anymore? Oh shoot!
3: Oh. <laughs> I forgot the feds are watching. We too. don't have the one feds of those. The feds have. are watching. If
2: you're Asian out there and want to come on a show, let me know because right we there. need we need to cover that Asian spectrum right. here. The I Asian thought, persuasion. I really, really though. thought if you're that truly the, uh, faith
1: based, you want private money. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. yeah you well, don't want the
2: strings attached. And at your your organization, you said it that you didn't want any kind of government attachment. No, because
1: even if there's nothing written in the in the letter, of, it doesn't matter if it's written. It's 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 implied. Right. Right. And and even and even. If it's it, and, then, the and then I say that's implied in there that that we're going to control this once we start funding the money in it mm. and then even if the administration you're getting the money from is friendly to you mm-hmm. and that can happen there's always go back to the Bible then there's next is the Pharaoh who knows not Joseph right and mm-hmm. and uh, and he doesn't he walks around boy I understand a lot of money when in this building do we really have to have that chapel service oh. every night right right yeah. right right because right. I'm not th- comfortable with that yep. so why did he pop- and now you've become dependent on that that funding stream because mm-hmm. you didn't go out and raise it. Yep. Because that takes work and that, that takes, takes relationship and right. that takes time. So you didn't go raise it. Now you're dependent on it. Now you're just, your faith goes out the door. That well, funny. I could name a 100 organizations that's happened to right now. That's, but I won't. We, we could do 99. And politicians. <laughs> and politicians. Uh, you brought up the, I
2: love it. Uh, the fatherhood concept there. And that's hard for a lot of women out there, single moms, to, uh, in this day and age, to stomach, to swallow, because it, it's, what do you mean? I don't need no man. Right. I could do this on my own. How do you How do you respond to that type
1: of uh, response? So, so there's seventy five percent single parent homes in the city, and mm-hmm. it's not like just here. It's almost every city. And uh, and uh, well, let me go back. And why is that? Major city. Every major city. Let's go back. Why is that? It's because it was incentivized for fifty right. years. Right. Mm-hmm. The New Deal. Johnson came in. Two things happened in the New Deal after, in the middle of the Civil Rights Movement, which was good, and Martin Luther King, which was good. Mm-hmm. They started the New Deal. They said, okay, we're going to start uh, funding out-of-wedlock births for the very first time, which sounds compassionate, right? For single moms out there, I'm going to get some funding for my out-of-wedlock child. But there was one condition. Remember what it was? You can't have a father. No no dad there can't the be house. a man in the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No dad in the mm-hmm. house, right. right? So I was in sales for 30 years. If you want more of something, what do you do?
2: <laughs> you incentivize it's, it. You incentivize <laughs> it. So after right. seventy
1: after 75 years of incentivizing fatherlessness, we have mm-hmm. 75% fatherlessness. Oh. So until you realize it was intentional, it doesn't make any sense.
2: And what was the uh, rate of marriage back before that?
1: So in uh, and, in and, and the African-American community, yes. uh, which, which the, the separation of fathers and families started in slavery because mm-hmm. the men were all put in the, in the house down by the fields and the women mm-hmm. were all put in the different plantations. They were split up then. Mm-hmm. But after... Uh, uh, the civil war and slavery was ended the faith of the african american community brought the marriage rate back mm-hmm. to where it was higher it was like 55 60% it was higher than the population of the country as a whole
2: right and, and, can and we, and, and, wait
1: can we wait i want yeah. to stop
3: real quick I would like a timeline so that we can kind of, you know, trace through history because, you know, slavery ended, what, 64, 63? Yeah. 1863. So yeah. then let's give that about 20, 15, 20 years, around 1880-ish.
1: Yeah. You're saying this is going on? No, I've seen We're between it, 1860 when when slavery ended in 1950s. Ooh. Up into the 50s, the marriage rate. That's a rate. long time. that's yes. 100 years. It is a mm. long time. You oh. know how much repairing you can do from... Slavery from that time. They did a lot. Time? They did a lot of repairing, and they brought. And they were strong families, and there were strong uh, male and you know mom and dad households, and the kids were strong, and the mm-hmm. kids were getting you know once once segregation ended, you know mm-hmm. kids were actually getting good education, and, mm-hmm. and right. things mm-hmm. were happening good. But then sixty five came, and he basically undid all that.
3: Now that was the civil rights movement, right? That right. was the We Shall Overcome days, the right. uh, late fifties,
2: early sixties. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, there was other things going on too, like you you know, voting rights was a was a big thing as sure. well.
3: Well, yeah, but again, who was leading the charge of that? You know, a lot of those, the reasons they were doing that is because, you know, first of all, let's go back. Blacks were Republicans for a good portion of that time. Well, the, there was Republicans who freed them. Mm. So there had to be a separation between... Frederick Douglass was. Yes, he was. Was
2: there a switch? Was there a switch of what Republicans were back then to when they converted to Democrats, because that's all I hear is there was no, a switch.
1: No, Republicans were always anti-slavery. They were the original abolitionists and still are. Mm-hmm. It was the it was the it was the uh, Dixiecrats, the Democrats of the South, who mm-hmm. were manifestly perpetuating mm-hmm. and fight ready to fight against the North to keep slavery. Mm-hmm. They were Democrats, right? Mm-hmm. They're still Democrats, right? Mm-hmm. They just changed their language. They change their language and now what and they their say, clothing and now what they say is let's make them dependent right. on us right just like we did during slavery let's find a new so way they, to so they make the mind. so they so so when they started the 65 they saw the they saw the you know the the african-american families were 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 too healthy empowering they're too healthy Mm-mm-mm. and and so we have to so let's incentivize Uh, Let's let's pay and and subsidize out of wedlock births for the first time again, which sounds compassionate. Do you think that was
2: maniacal? Do you think that that was done to break up the black family, or was it done in the right intentions and it was the bad forces behind them that kind of? If
1: it was a good intention, why would you put the asterisk on it that the father can't be in the home? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why would you do that? Because here, the answer to that is really simple. It could so- solve it any time they want. Just say, nine months from now, we're not going to fund the next out-of-wedlock birth unless the father's back mm-hmm. in the home. That would be the right thing to do. If you're trying yep. to get the nuclear family back together, it would be easy to do. But they haven't done it in 70, 75 years because what they've done is what they wanted to do was create a dependent society. Or do you think it's still mm-hmm. the problem now?
2: Pardon? Do you, still, do you think that's still the problem now? With dependency it's, in,
1: nothing's changed. It continues to perpetuate the the fatherless home,
2: and then and you it throw gets in it's child going
1: to be eighty percent, ninety percent fatherless mm-hmm. homes. As we continue, it's just going to get hundred percent. And oh. get back to your original question. Yes, that's what society wants. They want fathers out of the house because, after all, Jose masculinity is toxic mm, we right. don't need no speaking right. dads right we don't right. need no fathers in fact Reach. we're better off without fathers fathers are the problem right <laughs> and now the fathers are so wounded because their government and society says you're no good we don't want you now they're doing what they're doing you know uh, uh on the streets mm-hmm. and not raising their children conversation's over <laughs> That's, that, you had enough? <laughs> well you
2: bring up the fatherhood thing uh, you, uh-huh. uh, quite a bit you you have a uh, organization called the fatherhood initiative, correct? Yes, correct. Can so, you talk to us about that? So
1: that was created to have an impact on 75% fatherless homes by raising up an army of healthy male role models, because we believe that there's no substitute for a father figure to be in a young man's life. We no substitute, no substitute mm. other than Jesus Christ coming into their life. Right. Who's, who's the ultimate father, if right. not, isn't he? So no, has to be a father in the home. And, uh, and uh, so we're raising this army of healthy male role models because we believe and you know they can turn the channel if they want but and you talk about moms and grandmas do superhuman work with 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 what they have but i believe that and we believe that there's three things that a young man can only learn from another man and that's discipline Mm. self-control and the confidence to understand that he can overcome any obstacle in his life has to come from a man. Now moms can work on it and try, but they, but it needs to come from another man. And here's why I, I've done a lot of experimenting and I had asked this one man, a young, young man, 14 years old, and he was in a good family, but he worked, he was also in a program with kids that were, he met hundreds of kids that had no dads. And I'd say, what's the difference between what you see for in your life and them? He says, well, they don't respect any other adult than their mother. So the person that raised them is the only person on earth who they respect. Mm -hmm. They don't respect any other men, men, women, cops, judges, teachers, anybody, right? And I said, so who's responsible for disciplining your home? And he said, dad, I mean, he didn't have to think about it. He said, dad, Right? And I said, so why do you think that is? And then he thought about it. He said, well, Mr. Hennessy, when, when I come home from school with a bad report card and I bring it home and give it to mom, and she starts talking about discipline, I kind of smile because I know that you know, it's mom and it's going to end in love. right? And, uh, and, and then I said, and then what's she say? What, then what's mom say?
2: No. Wait till your dad, like, wait, wait dad gets home. Until your father gets mm-hmm. home. Right. He
1: goes, that's when it gets real, Mr. Hennessy. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> why do you think that is? It's because, and he thought about it again, and he said, well, when dad gets home, I know that the discipline isn't going to take a backseat to the love. And now I go back to the explanation of that back to the Bible. Why is that? Because in the Bible says in Proverbs that a father who doesn't discipline his son hates, hates his son. So flip that and say... A father shows his son love by disciplining him. One of my favorite verses. That's why so men and women are are hardwired differently. Mm-hmm. Women with all their heroic work can't do that for a young man that a man has to do. God made it hardwired that way because a father's love is never going to take a black back seat to discipline, because that's exactly how he shows him love. So shows uh, that
2: I'm, I'm guessing.
1: So you, we want to raise up an army of healthy male role models to to step in and be a dad to a kid who needs a dad figure in his life. So how many dad figures are there in your
2: organization for so, the Fatherhood Initiative?
1: So our leadership team is about twelve guys. We've had seventy-two men come to two different conferences. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, because I think about. I think that's amazing because you yeah. know we're not asking them to walk two miles and have a hot dog. We're asking them to make a <laughs> lifelong commitment to a troubled city kid, and still seventy men come. Now, we've had eight men come out of that, and three men out of the second one to go to the next step, take some courses, take some classes, and are actually getting engaged with us, hanging out with our boys on basketball, Friday night, late basketball, and and developing, starting to develop relationships with a kid. Because it has to be organic. You can't say, hey, you're the mentor, you're the mentee. You guys get together and do mentee, mentee stuff. No, it doesn't work that way. It won't work. It has to be a relationship, has to develop organically. Mm. So it can take... Time for that to happen. But you just get in proximity with kids, start encouraging them because these kids, these kids are literally dying on the street for the recognition that they never got from a healthy man. All you got to do is go up to one of those kids at my basketball game and say, You know what? You're a good rebounder. You've been working on mm-hmm. that. That's a good job, young man. Good job. He's literally dying on the street for that because he never got it
2: from mm-hmm. his father. Encouragement goes a long way. Well, that's why we're seeing a, a lot of men on like YouTube who. Are straightforward, honest, very, very tough. That a lot of their followers are younger kids. I I, I say kids because they're younger than me. They crave it. They do crave mm-hmm. it. They they're looking for that, especially love, in a society tough, of love is biblical. Well, yeah, but especially in a in a society of soft men, right. it feels as if there is a and and people have asked me before because I, I, tell them to call me counsel man. I said don't call me counsel person don't call, call me council member council man because that is what i prefer right and they uh they i've been asked a couple of times why do you pref- why do you why do you choose that why is it that you chose them because there's a there's a battle against men out right. here and these young boys need to see that it's okay to be a man it's right. okay to be a strong man a strong-willed man right and to have the manhood inside of you come out in a way that's productive for society not in a way that Keeps women down. Not only is it
1: okay; it's 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 has to be that. It's way. biblical. That the reason we're having the violence on the streets is so we've got three generations. It took three generations of fatherless homes to have sixteen-year-olds committing murder in our streets mm. because they're literally dying on the streets for recognition from a man to to encourage them and tell them you can and teach them discipline and teach them self-control and teach them that you can overcome any obstacle that's put in your way because you're strong. I'm strong. I can show you how mom can't.
3: Would you say a big, huge factor in being able to crack a lot of these kids would be that, that potential male negative male role model on the other side, that's influencing with the money, with the drugs, with the recognition in a
1: negative way. How do
3: you, how do you crack that?
1: Sure, which is why I think you got to get the healthy male role model into that kid's life before he gets the idea that well, I can make I can make a hundred thousand a month out there with the guys on the corner, and, and and it's going to cost me a hundred thousand dollars to go to school. I mean, those are hard. Those are hard life realities. Right. To, to undo. You know, Frederick Douglass says, it's easier to build strong children than to repair broken men. So let's make them strong and get them biblical principles before he makes that decision to go to the guys on the corner. That's the point of the fatherhood initiative is get a healthy male role model into that kid's life before he makes the decision that we know he's going to make if he gets to 13 without it.
3: So we got to start at like five, six, six years old? Well, early. Hey, the left starts early, <laughs> don't they? <laughs> they, they, oh do. they do. They <laughs> do.
2: You got to yeah. start younger because I've seen uh, that. Don't, don't kick my, my light, my man. You trying bad. to dim my shine here? My bad, actually. You made you brighter. <laughs> the, um, the big thing about these uh, young boys is that they have to learn how to handle their aggression with other boys. Like they have to learn when to be aggressive, when to be passive. But they have to learn that by being amongst other kids. But also they have to learn how to act when around other people. And that's taught before you're even five years old. like it's self-control. Right. Mm-hmm. And if you're not taught that by five years old, you got these little kids on TikTok, Instagram, right. acting, acting a damn fool. Like, they, I, I'm the man.
1: I'm the man. Like, I, who's teaching this kid this? Let me get, tell you a quick story from Mike Peace. Mike Peace is on our leadership team. Mm-hmm. Mike Peace has been a father to 30 fatherless kids for 30 years. He got a call. He, he has, he's, has all these kids that come up through his program. The father, a lot of them are fatherless kids. And uh, uh, he got a call from this man, young man on a phone, and he said, I was told that you have to come down and talk to us by a, a girl that can went through your program, and she said, before we do what we're about to do, you have to come down and talk to us. And Mike's going, I don't know what this is, but he went. And he got there, and there's three men sitting on a stoop all packing. Mm. And uh, they said, we're about to go and do a retribution. We're going to take this guy out unless you got something to say to us that will stop us, because she says you do. And Mike's mm, like, wow. I have no idea what I'm going to say to these men. Right, right. But, you know, okay God, <laughs> right. give me something here. Right. And he said to him, "Do you have any kids?" And the guy looked at him and said, "Yeah, I got 3. Why?" He says, and, and Mike said, "How is what you're about to do?" He said, "Oh, no, no, take it back." He said, "What do you want for him?" And he said, "I want him to have a good life. I want him to have a good education. I want him to have a Good wife. I want him to have a good life. Mike said, How is what you're about to do going to help him get that? And the guy broke into tears, and one by one, they walked away, and they didn't do what they were going to do. You know what Mike said? He said, All I did was speak some sense into him, I talked Mm -hmm. some sense into him. And that's what a father does, and only a father can do. Imagine being a kid that grows up without somebody coming in your life and talking some sense into you once in a while when you needed it. The fear of God. Without somebody talking some sense into you, you're just going to be go and do the wrong thing every single time. And that's what a fatherless kid ends up. And it's and they're never unredeemable. You can always get them back. You can we brought in grandfathers and legacy into it because, you know, a lot of kids, if if they didn't have a father, they may not have a grand. If you don't have a father in your life, you didn't lose the wisdom of one generation. You lost a generation of three or four generations. Mm-hmm. you got to bring fathers back.
3: That is music to my ears.
2: <laughs> what about you, Dan? You're, you're a... He just had a child recently.
0: Another one, yeah. I yeah. got two now. Oh, so two, congratulations! Two girls.
2: Yeah. So, yeah. so what do you say to a father of two girls then? Since it's not well, about boys, so you, well, we've talked all about boys all with I their fathers. All I say is
1: that we're starting with boys because you have to start somewhere, right? But I would say this: a girl needs a, a young girl needs a father in her life just as much as a young boy, because mm-hmm. how's she going to learn how to pick a husband, mm-hmm. right? you should be that's what i was
0: always told that i should be the example
1: i should set the bar so high that my daughters never want to get married in that sense they
0: should <sighs> but i they, they shouldn't find
1: one right unless they can marry you and they right. can right right no that's illegal right but uh, that so. you're modeling to them how what to look for in right. a husband right
0: and that's what that's kind of what drives a lot of what i do and it that sounds cliche to say but no like that's that's in the back of my mind constantly because if
1: a girl if a young girl doesn't have that she's going to pick a husband like her mom did. And it might be the different guy every year or every weekend or every month. And that's how you yeah, pick a man.
2: So what what are your thoughts on uh, public safety now? How, how can we handle public safety from a faith-based uh, viewpoint? What can we do to help so that it's not about arresting that young man, but uh, but about maybe taking them out of the environment that they're in? and getting them to help them they need what, what's your what's your view on how to handle the future of reimagining public safety
1: i think that you the guy that's got it working right is guys like moses and guys like justin collins right yeah because they get see here's the thing
2: i know them both personally so i, I have a biased opinion here yeah. but you're, you're but, spot on
1: but here's the thing these men like, like, like we talked about from from the Cain and Abel experience. There, it's the spirit of Cain that's that's creating the violence. It's the mm-hmm. it's the abandonment they're feeling from the abandonment from our dad that was not in their life. That's making their their abandonment turn into depression, then anger, then violence. So, they, we have to address these guys. They're coming from a place of wound. Mm. They're they're wounded. You know, Trump. we call them rebels. We call them gangsters. We call them hoodlums. But nobody's ever called them hoodlums. wounded. So we have to address them as wounded young men because when they were wounded, they were innocent young boys, right? It was that wounded, it was that a sense of abandonment that caused the wound, and now we have to address that wound. But you can't address a wound if you're just giving them a release ticket and putting them back out on the street. They need to be have consequences for their actions before you can heal the wound right? They have to be able to come to the end of themselves. The prodigal son goes and he lives a wild, reckless life, right? And he comes to the end of the, the story in the pig's pot, eating pig's pet, and he comes to the end of himself. I can't come to your end for you. You have to come to the end of... So we have to give these kids a consequence so that they come to the end of themselves to turn back to the father, and they turn back to the father, and the father's just there running towards him, saying, open, yes, open arms. I'm ready here to treat all your wounds. They're wounded. We have to see them that way. But but what we're doing is by, by catch and release and catch and release, and catch, we're enabling them to continue in their destructive behavior. So we're never going to get them to the end of themselves because there's mm-hmm. never any bad consequences for their behavior. Mm-hmm. It's not hard. <laughs>
2: It's really not. It comes down to a very basic understanding of but they made it complicated though.
3: Yeah. Right. Because there's so many different social distractions that that literally pulls everybody away from eating, even eating at the dinner table with pops there and asking, yeah. yo, how was your day?
1: Well, that's what they say. They they make masculine masculinity toxic. They say, No, mm-hmm. no, no, we don't need dad. That. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. We, we we need less dads in their lives. No, no, no. Reverse that. You need the dads back, and how do we get dads back into their lives? That's the answer. But society has determined that men are not necessary. We making a comeback, though, y'all. We making a comeback. Well, we have to. Well, it's because, not true. Yeah, it's not true. God doesn't right. think that. God says. Jesus says. I don't do anything that I don't see my father do right? Mm-hmm. And and he also says, in, in those days, Malachi 4, 6, in those days, he's going to heart turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to the fathers. I think we're in those days. We have this opportunity to turn hearts of children, of uh, fathers, back to the children. One of the things, you probably saw the video on Dad's on Duty, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. right? I so I had 10 people send me that, which is good. It means yeah. I'm getting my message yeah. out, right? I had the
2: same amount of people who I'm like, well, we need the men to actually be consistent with this. That was part of
1: the Fatherhood Initiative's an initial mission statement, is mm-hmm. that one, once we get this army of male, male role models going, we're going to start finding teams and going into the high schools because nobody's going into the high schools right. and be dads on duty. Right. And what we're doing on now is going to we're going to, for our next conference, we're going to take it, we're going to get the grandfathers involved because we think the grandfathers have more of a heart. They're more mature. They have more wisdom. They understand the problem better. And mm-hmm. we're going to say, you can have a second chance to be a good dad, grandpa, right? You may not have been that father to your son, but you have a second chance now. You can be that father to your grandson, right? Yeah. And you can start being that dad for him and giving him that recognition and being with him and showing him, right? And you know what might just happen? That he might just, there's a verse in the Bible with Gentiles and Jews that says he's going to, the Jew, The Gentiles are going to provoke the Jews back to God. Well, the grandfather being a father to that boy may just provoke father to jealousy to, to, to get more involved with his kids. So mm-hmm. that's some of the things that, because who has the time to go hang out at schools during the high school? The grandpas. Mm-hmm.
2: Right. The grandpas. And if you look well, at the Grandpas guys. nowadays are like 40 years old. Well, so. if you look yeah, at, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You look at
1: that video, those guys are all 40 yeah. and 50. Right? I'm yeah, close. They're grandpas.
3: Good thing I'm on my kids, but I'm close to granddaddy.
0: Now, Michael, you, you've used the word army to describe the, the
1: fatherhood initiative. Is it is it that severe? Well, if seventy, do the math. I've never done the math, but seventy-five percent of fatherless homes in the city represents tens of thousands sure. of kids. You're not going to do it with a couple dozen guys.
0: No. So you mean you mean army? You Sign mean me like up. it's
1: it's serious? It's it's
0: militaristic in in its
1: seriousness. Remember back at when when Je- Mayor former Mayor Johnson and Simone from RIT they came up with that we want to raise ten thousand mentors, mm. right? And it was a great idea. It's a right number, but it was didn't have a faith element, so it fell flat. So yeah, we need ten thousand mentors. That's why it's about Youth for Christ. It's about Mike Peace and Bethel Express. It's about Quavis Walker and Go Ministries. It's about there, we, I want to include all the different ministries. It's bigger than Youth for Christ. We got right. a bigger problem than just anything I can solve. So I want all the uh, places that, that that deal work with kids, youth development organizations, faith based, to say come partner with us and let's do this together. So
2: okay so how do you do that then there's got to be someone that leads that way are you right. that person
1: well I have Mike peace I have Cuevas Walker I have Reggie Cox I have all these 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 men who are leaders in the African-american community and religious community and religious organizations and pastors because they need to lead it right I can provide the building and provide the the uh, the, the uh, uh wherewithal, and, and I can bring the suburban churches in to be the support for there, but they have to lead it. It's a city issue we're dealing with right now. It doesn't mean that there isn't fatherlessness out in the suburbs, but we'll go handle that differently when that time comes. But right now, these men have to lead it.
2: Yeah, this is kind uh, of an immediate need as opposed yeah.
1: to... yeah. Well, it's 75% uh, right. uh, fatherless. We don't have that in the suburbs. You know what we have in the suburbs? I did a study on it. You know, I said, right. I wonder what the fatherless rate is in the suburbs, and I thought, well, it's got to at least be 60%. That's the divorce rate, right? It's not, I and mean, you know why? Because uh, it's it's figured differently for the suburb, suburbs. Because in the suburbs, you have you have marriage and mm-hmm. you have divorce mm-hmm. and you have legal custody. Mm-hmm. Right. So if a dad mm-hmm. has legal custody of his kid and he spends two hours a weekend with them a month, he's con- it's considered mm-hmm. a, a, a it's not considered a single parent home. Now those kids, wow. that guy's no what? more of a father to his kids than the guy who hasn't seen his kid in mm-hmm. five years. Right. But it's counted differently. Why? Because because the suburbanites have the education and the and the, they can figure this out and so it doesn't look as bad it's a, it's 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 it's, it's a numbers game. decoy yeah oh. it's a decoy wow well if you haven't seen the building the building's pretty
2: amazing talk about the location of it so
1: we're at 1 Favor Street we're in the it was originally the building was built originally as RIT's sports complex so there's the Paul Ice Arena on one side that you see when mm-hmm. you cross the Freddie Mac Bridge we're the other half of that building mm-hmm. And in that building was the two gymnasiums. So we have a gymnasium. We have our basketball programs. We have late-night basketball for boys. We And we also have a meeting space where we rent out the churches. We have meetings in that place. We have all kinds of arts and crafts and auditorium and, and doing in there. We have other programs. We have a, a parent life, teen pregnancy program to support teen moms. They make the brave decision to keep their kids. When the whole world's trying to tell them to right, abort it. Right, the easiest thing. So they make the decision to keep it. So they need support for the next two or three years to get Uh, uh, Independent, and then we created Proverbs 31 girls, middle school girls program. Let's let's get teach these girls their purpose and destiny in Christ and prevent some of these pregnancies in the first place. And then we have uh, we're going to start Mighty Men in the in the in in November is a middle school boys program, so we can have a program for boys that aren't in the basketball because we never did have that. So we've created four new programs. We have a summer camp now. We started the Fatherhood Initiative. We're having another. Our 3.0 fatherhood connection will be in March, probably mid-March. We'll invite another army of healthy male role models to come and learn about being a mentor to a kid. So we're just trying to keep going, keep doing what we're doing, keep being an answer to the community. And uh, like I said, we, moved, uh, we, we started late-night basketball as a response to the violence. There's been three shootings at two different rec centers in two months. Yeah. Right. The, the the families and the kids, they don't feel safe at the rec centers on a Friday night. So we moved our ball, basketball program from Saturday to Friday night so we can be a sanctuary, a safe place to kids have healthy activities. On a on a weekend night, so except
2: for that area where the water is seeping in underneath <laughs> your basketball yeah, court. Yeah, yeah. well, <laughs> see, that our neighbor of yours, our neighbor,
1: our neighbor <laughs> won't fix his roof, and and our neighbor's roof is leaking on our gym floor, wow. causing ma- so we've already. Spent, it's bad. It's like a little t- tidal wave in the we've corner. We've spent here. twenty thousand dollars fixing their side of the roof, emergency repairs to try to keep it. Oh, and now I find after the last rain, it's leaking in, in another place. So he won't fix his roof. We're trying to fix it for him. But, you know, that's going to be a $150,000 job wow. at some point to mm-hmm. do it all. So, okay, so let's let's get into that then. What kind of help do you need
2: for your mission? Because I think that the, once a lot of people hear this, watch this, mm-hmm. they're going to want to be able to help donate something. How can we help?
1: First thing we can do is, listen, I, I, I called our G&E, and they won't take goodwill. You know, so it's mm-hmm. so a twenty-six thousand square foot building that you have to heat and cool all year. So that's a big number. It's a big nut. So uh, we can use your cash donations. We uh, we have the basketball program. If you're interested in helping, you know, at-risk boys stay out of trouble, then you can come and sponsor a team. Five hundred dollars sponsors a team. That's it. Fifty bucks sponsors a youth. We, oh, we man. have programs going on all year long. But what I really need, you can, if you like uh, sponsoring young girls, we have Proverbs 31 girls. We have the Parent Life Teen Pregnancy Support Program. We're going to have mighty men. But here's what I'm asking people to do. You can give to all these these little things, and, 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 and we're happy with that. You can come down and volunteer, and I'll get that in a minute. But what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get monthly giving coming into that place that takes care of the nut. So, so you it, don't
2: have to rely on government just, funding. I,
1: don't, I won't take it. I'll, right. I'll, I'll help less kids it, before I'll take government money because mm. I won't compromise the biblically-based principles that we stand on that the kids need. Again, if we can't give them mind, body, and faith, we won't fix any problems. Yeah. So we have to have the faith element, and the government always <laughs> makes you compromise that faith element. So we won't do it. We'll, we'll help less kids if we have to. But here's, here's how I work to make it simple. If 500 people sent us $50 a month, we'd have all our new programming covered, we'd have our roof covered, we'd have everything covered. Now, a lot of people can do more, and a lot of people can do less, but that's the number, 500 people, 50 Whoa. bucks a month, we're done, and we can continue to grow and support the new programs we've started and continue with new programs in the future. I'm inspired. I am totally, totally inspired. Well,
2: all the women out there that watch this program, because they're, they're looking for strapping young men like us to speak up for manhood and and Michael thank you so Mike much for came through with about the it. mic you don't even have to drop the mic um <laughs> oh, got, I am, we got Jennifer with it right she's yeah. that that's probably a great person yes. to to link up for the for the female portion of it because well, yeah for
1: for ladies come down and work with our middle school girls we're teaching them, we're teaching them their purpose and destiny in Christ so they have huge self esteem problems so we don't teach them self esteem problems because that's about clothes and what you're wearing and your kind of shoes no we teach them their their value is in God right and once your values in god it doesn't matter what your circumstances are you can you can overcome your circumstances and do well we teach them manners we teach them how to respect themselves and honor themselves we end the thing here's something they can do at the end of six months, we do a debutante ball. We teach the manners and the that's etiquette, good. and 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 we we put them all in gowns, and we bring them to Brooklyn Country Club on on December fifth from four to seven, and uh, we we treat them like princesses, and they bring their dads, or we have a healthy, godly male role model walk them in tuxes, the whole shebang, show them that they have value. Yeah. And and it doesn't matter how what clothes you wear. It doesn't matter what your economic circumstance is. It doesn't matter. You have value in God in Christ, and uh, and that's it. So we're looking for hundred dollar gowns. We're looking. The program costs two hundred dollars per girl because we do really nice things for them over a twelve month period. So you can sponsor a girl for two hundred dollars. That's two hundred dollars.
2: That's a that's a prom right there.
1: It's nothing less yeah. than a prom. We we yeah. take two hundred and we stretch it for six months. That's we have amazing. A really cool thing. That's wow. amazing.
2: Well, I, I can I, I speak for the rest of the guys here on this one and say that you'll definitely have uh, some men that will be involved, some donation funding here. For the the men,
1: just come down on a Friday night and, and either coach or, or, or be a ref or just be a fan and encourage these kids. And if you, again, like I said, telling a kid coming up to a young man and saying, I've been watching you, you've been working harder that you've been doing. That's the kind of thing that can keep the kid from, from committing a suicide that day. Yeah, I'm never, not know. never know. never I'm know. Su- I'm, I'm, I'm blank serious. And we could mm-hmm. probably
2: get Austin out there to put out a thumb from the, from the stands. <laughs> oh, man. They need so, there it is. Fans. Yeah, You can't you, be a
1: coach or a ref. Just be a fan. Yeah, there you
3: you go. are 100% an inspiration, and you also, you know, you silence. It, you know, I, I hope a lot of, I hope we can get more people to watch, you know, and, and actually pay attention to what – your you know what you represent, um it definitely starts with us within our own community if if you want to help what you know is a problem for the people that looks exactly like you when you see someone that looks one hundred percent opposite you, then all of those other issues that they keep pushing out there for you to eat and take just throw it out the window because no one can hold do they say hold a candle. So the work that you are yeah. doing right now, so I am one hundred percent honored and and I appreciate the work that you do because I did honestly I didn't know myself like I had no idea. One more no thing. Idea.
1: One more thing. Some of the men that we got in from the first conference, they were old white guys, right? And, mm. how do, and you know, those are the guys that have time, right? Right. And they, but they 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 have a problem with the culture of divide. How do I'm an old white guy from Penfield. How do I how do I uh, uh, mentor a young uh, uh, at risk city kit and it's, show them a father's heart bring a father's heart mm. you know it, it do we believe martin luther king or don't we that if we show them authentic love and we show Here's them authentic, authentic care and we and we encourage them and we give them the recognition they're starving for will they not judge us by the content of our character and you got an mlk poster in your in your office
2: there he's the man it's pretty simple well, you're, you're the man Michael yes Damn, you are the or you, you I'm know what orders. man you are definitely Well you're the answer he, this is yeah. this is like the this is the truth here so when someone says you know we need to do this we need to do this here's the answer what are you going to do about it yep. this is it right here like if if you are watching this podcast right here and you're thinking to yourself man there's there's got to be something we could do for our city there's
1: got to be something we could do for these young men for these young ladies there's got to be something. I keep extending my stay, but let me say this. You, you talked about, you can, have, you can work with an organization that has an impact on poverty or addiction or homelessness or uh, uh, domestic violence or suicide or education crisis, or you can work with an organization that works on fatherlessness and have an impact on all of them
2: get to the real
1: get to the root, core. Get right. the root
3: of it you listen you're not you're going to see this face again i'm definitely um i'm down friday nights, bro i'm, I'm coming down i'm, looking I'm for definitely you. coming down and i'm going to
2: what time friday yeah. night
1: 5 to 8 and yeah, where about too, against first one ball. one favor don't, don't listen favorite i am ooh i am west main ooh. to ford to favor yes thank you so much right under 490
2: yeah i appreciate you coming on. i appreciate Thanks, you guys. talking let's go through the uh, the questions here yeah what what do we got here Dan Rice, about time, man. I haven't seen you in a long, long a West time, Coast Dan Rice. Billing. Um Jennifer, I, I brought it up earlier, which is fantastic. I saw her name up there, so this is fantastic. She says she's all in. Chris she's Luper. all in, so that's great to see. Cool. Uh Kevin is upset to hear about the roof. Kevin, you know what to do. Well, how do how does someone donate to the organization? Yfcrochester.org. Y-F, as in Frank, Youth. C, Youth for Christ. Youth
1: for Christ, and There's all Fair. different ways you can give.
2: All different ways. So you can do it electronically, Cash App, Venmo, all that?
1: Uh, I don't know if we're that high tech. Well, let's, pretty, get, let's get you up tech. there. Let's get you up there. <laughs> go, go through the website first or come down and write me a check.
2: All right. Check. <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, hold on. Tell them, tell them to bring a checkbook and then show them the basketball right. court right. and yeah, then yeah, yeah. say now give. Yeah. Now give. Because yeah. once you guys see the basketball court I'm telling you, I'm like, what the heck is that?
1: We got we to do all the Venmo stuff yet. We still haven't gotten there. Well, if you're, if you're so inclined
2: Neither to help out, that could be one thing. But there. if you go on the website
1: and you go on our harness and you can do give monthly and you can do, who the, do the debit deduction and all that stuff. Yeah, I just got – it's just uh, – very simple. We're, we're a grassroots organization. I'm the only full-time employee. I have four part-timers. Some of them working 20 hours a week. Some of them are working four. We mm. do what we do just so we got to get done what we got to get done.
2: Well, you're impacting the world one child at a time, and that's the way to do it. Mm. Everyone wants to do like this big
1: grandioso
2: thing when it's really just the, the nuts and bolts. It's just the block and tackle of football, right? It, you just do the basic, the and it just work. grows, right? It grows organically.
1: The Bible says you leave the one for the, you leave the ninety nine for the one. So we're okay with one. There you go.
2: Uh, we usually have a question of the day. There might be a comment of the day because I think you just absolutely yeah, killed them. Yeah,
3: this was um, top five. Did top five for you? All all day. Good. All day. All day.
0: Well, because it's tangible, right? One hundred. This is what you
3: can do. This is food. To digest and really nourish the mind.
0: God, we just had the elections. We I sure. I had the thought today Woo-hoo. that you could dissolve ninety five percent of government and nothing would change. Nothing. Yeah. Well, no, no offense, Jose, <laughs> <laughs> but this is something that would make a tangible difference. Yes. I mean, yeah, I've I've worked with kids yeah. in the city. It's it's not only is it rewarding for them you get you get something out of it too mm-hmm. like oh, let's yeah. let's not oh, yeah. pretend like this is all mm-hmm. about giving there's Stay a right selfish there, aspect of it
3: be, yeah but it's okay it's a good selfishness. oh it's a good it's, it's a, a good, good selfishness, selfishness. Yes. yeah,
0: yeah be, well and he talked about the grandfather's making the father's jealous that's a good jealousy yes. yeah right. yeah it's a positive
2: yeah. jealousy yeah, it's a very yeah. positive not, not it's every, it's,
1: it's, it's, an, it's 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 creating envy to do for them to do something yeah
2: yep it's a driving force. I mean, yeah, men so. are men are driven by jealousy a lot It's competitive,
3: though. It's competitive. Right. Oh, you're competitive.
2: not going yeah. to take <laughs> yeah. my son right, to the right, movie right. Today. That's right.
3: <laughs> Not on my watch. I'm right. taking him to five movies.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to let you know, if I'm playing this Friday or any Friday, I'm blocking your son's shot, and I don't <laughs> care. Not, I'm not I don't playing care. nothing, I'm blocking nothing it. but I will coach. I'm blocking it.
3: I will coach. I'm a spider monkey. I'm, I am, I am I'm exactly, going to be out the front door
1: looking for you. Listen, the
3: energy that I have and just this gives me another you know outlet of something that you know i don't mind doing i when i used to work for the city i i loved i didn't work for the money like working for the city as a security guard you're not getting paid Money to where you <laughs> like, yo. <laughs> I'm I'm enjoying top what. Flight, I, top you know flight, top flight security I mean? guard. Yeah. Oh no, no, don't get it twisted. A lot of the um, a lot of responsibilities. You had to, you had to patrol and you know take a look at every single city facility. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, you had to be present at a lot of these rec centers. So what I enjoyed most was spending time at the rec centers and being able to interact with a lot of these kids. Yep. So my favorite places were like Emerson, where I got to sat um, next, I got to sit next to. Leonard Adams, he was the first black um, deputy sheriff, you know, here in Monroe County, Hmm. and he was like eighty years old, sitting out in a in a spray park on Emerson, right? And he was shutting it down, just sitting down, and he just, hey, 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 boy, come here, come here, boy, come here, come here, come here, here. let me talk to you, let me talk to you. So just sitting there watching this old man control this whole entire spray park, and mind you, this is in the dead summer, and you got barbecues, you got, you know, a group here, a group there. This man controlled the whole area. They all respected him. And just sitting there watching him do that, the value, again, going back to it, the value of the grandfather, I'm looking at him, I'm like, Nah, Mr. Adams. You sit down. Nah, I don't want you to get up. Don't worry. I don't want you. So it, it you know, that competitive the kids are nature. Drawn to him, like right? Like a magnet. Oh, everybody. Oh, he was sending everybody. Hey, go to the store. The,
2: go to the store. Go. And the you louder know? and tougher he got, the more they enjoyed it. They sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'm ready. I enjoy it. I think I have my my uh, pick for the comments of the evening. Get it. from Chris. I'm gonna say Loper. Loper. I'm pretty sure. Right there. Do you guys need a bigger audience to get these messages out? Because we do what we're doing. I say it every single time when we start. I said, let's, let's change the world. Right? Let's change the world. Before we even get on the show, I said, let's change the world. Because every single episode, it, it adds to what we said or what we talked about before. And it's always mm-hmm. different. The show is always different. Every single person that comes on brings a value to the show that we never had before. And the value that you brought today was... It. astronomically high. Michael, I have so I, I mean I already had so much respect for you anyways. Um, we've I've been on his show quite a few times actually, a couple times. And um I hope you I hope your steak dinner was fantastic. Oh Great man, birthday.
1: you saved my birthday, man. <laughs> so so my wife comes calls, comes back from the store shopping on my birthday week, and she goes, "Your, your ribeye steak was fourteen ninety nine a pound, and I'm what? not buying one. I'm, right. not 14.99, <laughs> what? Uh. I'm not paying fourteen ninety nine. I'm not paying fourteen ninety nine for one meal. So I bought a roast for your birthday. So you bought a roast for my. I'm not getting my ribeye. For your thirtieth birthday. Because so I love you too, honey. <laughs> I love you too, honey. He it's the thirty third anniversary That's of my thirtieth. Right. Oh, and and See? Uh, and and uh, and, I, and I and I I happened to put it on Facebook. I said thanks to Biden inflation, <laughs> I, I'm not getting my birthday steak. And but I had a guest coming on my show that day named Jose Pio, ah, and he, he showed up right at on my time. door. With a gift in his hand. And it was my ribeye steak. Oh, wow. Saved my birthday, man. Bleeding and everything. Now,
3: did you get a sticker and say, I did that? Because I know 14 a pound
1: (laughs) (laughs) was definitely a lot. You know? So I got my steak and a roast. So I'm like swimming in beef, yeah, swimming in red meat. <laughs> it's good for your heart. Good
2: so for I hear. You. Heck yeah. Good for you. Jose's a nice guy. He <laughs> my does presidents that type of in
1: of stuff. Europe trying to come against methane now. So you oh know. man, I made, I made cow that. farts. Cow farts. Yeah, yeah. Well. that's methane. Yeah, that's what cow farts.
2: Well, you're not supposed to give those kind of stories, Michael, on my show because I'm I have a certain reputation to uphold. All right, I'm supposed to be the jerk. Well. You know, it's supposed to be a jerk. You you oh, do a terrible sell job. Don't yourself short. You're not you, you, you
3: are too nice for that. This actually Can yo, you call me short. This makes up. <laughs> you being here totally makes up for what happened last week. When oh my
2: god, should I not
3: bring it? Should oh, we never not even mind. bring it up. Never mind. Oh After this, god. oh my god, I threw his
2: book out today. It's, I've, I've been looking at it just, every single day. I'm like, you mother. You should
3: have threw it off the freaking bridge, right? I should have burned, bridge, it, right? should have burned it. See how it flaps into the air and just all those margins. <laughs> and you know what that meant? The message was so negative, and this was such a like, everything was positive. Yeah. Well,
2: if you, you watched know? last week's episode, this is the episode to to catch back up and get the positivity that you yeah, need man. Just make up for what. Why we would have. anyone
0: ever want to be told that you can't do anything? Yes, about I, anything.
3: that's just that's just insane. Hey, it's you're insane. you're not
0: strong enough to do anything about your situation. You might never, as well just mm, just
3: be a victim. Never apply to me, man. Like I, I no take like heed, less brown. Well, like listen, our dark over here.
1: He that's has no what, I, idea call what him, about. I call them Eor Christians. You are know, oh well, oh well, 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 yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah Devil's yeah. got a hold of me today, brother, yeah. Oh my you gosh, gosh. So wait you <laughs> want to slap him? You know, where, listen. It's are, like like a same, are you going yeah. to heaven someday? Well, inform your face right, because nobody's paying attention to your witness right now. you
2: go
3: man. Thank you. We don't got time for it, yo.
2: And
1: you know what? You're
2: going to be one of the few. Uh, people who i say we're gonna we're gonna need more episodes out of you yeah so man. we're gonna yeah. continue to work we're gonna help you when we can um i, I believe the gentlemen here i am surrounded by good men and i believe our listeners are full of good men and women out there who would love to help so this friday from five to eight at one favor street yes sir um come we'll on out we'll hey boys,
3: we're yeah. about to do some t-shirts right how about we do a little portion of these t-shirts and you know can donate him. Right. we we got some About stuff it. coming man hey, i hope y'all are paying That's attention stuff we're working on we guys. got some stuff coming and it's just only gonna get better and better with with folks like mike and and again shout out to moses you guys like you don't even know who if you don't know who moses, moses is Moses robinson I, I mean i've seen this man out you know Hardest in the community job in the county yes right and he's always always there shout out to moses and and he's just so positive like, yeah, he's so good, man. He's so good.
2: Yeah. I, I do. I do look up to that man and uh, how positive he is with everything that he has to go through. I mean, he, he goes through the takes, darkest of the darkest takes, in the city. Takes it all. Mm-hmm. Man. He and takes he, it. And he's,
1: yep. he's, he's, he's the bravest guy. I know. Mm-hmm. Well, courage. Courage, courage surrounded by courage. God, that's amazing. Holder. So
2: make sure that the only way that, that, this podcast works is by listeners like you sharing, sharing. If you love this podcast here, you should share it, share it so that somebody else loves it and gets the light out of it that we got out of it today. I, I don't want to speak for you guys, but shoot, man, I you know it's brighter it, than share ever it
1: with it. Share it with a grandpa that, you know, is, there we go. it may be disenfranchised with the son because that's what we want to focus on for the next uh, conference. We were going to do dads on duty kind of thing mm-hmm. later, but now that these great dads put it in the front burner, you know, let's ramp right. it up. There's awareness on it. Let's ramp it up. So go. send let's it, go. send it to a grandpa, send it to a dad that you know is disenfranchised with a son. So you want to learn how to get reconnected with your son? Come to our conference in March.
2: Excellent. What was the website again? YFC
1: yfcrochester.org
2: yfcrochester.org and go to
1: our Facebook page. We do more uh, we do more on our Facebook page than we do on our website. So if you want to follow us on uh, you know Rochester Youth for Christ on Facebook, we do more there than the website. We, it just it's just easier. And uh, so that's one you follow us daily, but you give on YFCRochester.org. There you go. There's also another, uh, there's also a separate uh, f- uh, uh, website we created for Fatherhood Initiative called FathersRock.org. And go watch some videos there and get inspired again. FathersRock.org. Is that's that ROC
2: or ROCK? ROC. ROC. R-O-C. And FathersRock.org. That's, that
1: was built just to be a, a, a place, to a platform to uh, talk about fatherlessness.
2: That's amazing. So I, I hope with the connections that we have, the networking that we have, that we are able to uh, bring more light to your organization because you know it's it's all about bringing this community back up because I, from what I see, we, we can only go up from um, where we are. So excited, but man. I, I'm I'm man. Ter- I, I hate to be terrified for 2022 uh, for what the elections had looked like. I don't put faith in any kind of man um, to do right or wrong. So right. let's do what we can do to make this city a better place and to make the youth have a better future, man, because we, we want our kids to have a better place than where we are right now, for sure. We have to reconnect them with spirituality, man. We he have to reconnect.
1: To be, them. You know, there's no, there's no substitute for God. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. There's just not. You have to have a faith element in your life or you're only solving two-thirds of
3: well, you know, we need to start, we need to stop, like, people need to stop saying they hate this city, because people don't know the, the you're rich you're culture that we have. That, yeah, you know, yeah. you're putting it out into the universe. You're,
1: you're, you're, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm-hmm. This
3: city has been a force in that in that element, in that fight of spirituality, being right. free, and working together. Like, it's that's the foundation of this country, too. Like,
0: the Rochester's
1: low slouch. The big revival was the Finney Revival in the 1830s. It was the biggest revival on record.
2: Mm. Yeah, well, let's I don't know anything about that, so we're gonna have to bring, that up, to bring that up in the next one. That's right. hate list. We That's got. got I got a guy
1: for you that just just finishing up a documentary on it. You got to watch his. Oh film. yes, yeah, absolutely. Garrett Garrett went. He go. He he. His he's a pastor of the church. He he's his church is the. 100-year-old sanctuary of Bethel Christian Fellowship on the corner of East Avenue Union. His church, you know, now Bethel, meets in the big new auditorium. Yep. That's where I go, Pastor Dave and Ron Domina. Garrett is a pastor of the church that meets in the 100-year-old sanctuary that Finney preached in mm. back in the day. You know, so I'm he created history he's, he's in been this three city years Jump. doing this documentary it's going to be off the hook this documentary they're, they're going to he wants to debut it. one of the places is that youth for christ we're going to it right, you heard Phil it here Hall first in the spring You heard it
2: here first mm. in the spring hey let's let's get involved everybody out there that watches you're going to get, get share tired it of hearing from me like, yo mike let me ask you something
3: yeah, <laughs> right because right I, I love history too it, i love history as well um and you know just from the frederick douglas era and beyond, you know that's my that's my my era, um, as far as enjoying what you know, yeah. this city was all about. But there's so much more, and I think people need to hear who you are and what you know, and what you do. And I'm all for it, man. My other I'm favorite
1: good. quote of Frederick Douglass is is that the surest way out of poverty is an education. We don't have that going on in Rochester. <laughs> for sure. Oh,
3: can could you like could you let folks know that Frederick Douglass actually loved this country? Like yeah, he man. loved the country. Yeah,
1: he was a patriot. Yeah. He was a patriot right to the end. He mm-hmm. was he was having communications with Abe back and forth. They didn't agree on everything. But Abe, both, you guys are cool like that? But they both they were cool <laughs> like that. They were both fighting for the same thing. And they had different ways of going about it. And I don't know. All the details, but get, but but Fred and and Abe were were tight.
2: Fred and Abe,
1: Woo. He was tight with Susan. We got Ann. You and already got man. money, and already so got money coming go, in. Man. Thank you Chris. Very already much. putting we out to, his account.
2: That's what I'm talking about, guys. It's about to go down. That's what I'm talking we about. about to have a great time, Kevin. Go to the website and give. Yes. Go to the website right now and give. Who else is on there? We're going to call out. A to on there. Dan person. Rice. I love you, man. West Coast, let's show up. Give him some much. Jennifer. I know you're already on it as well. Wish to podcast with your husband. Congratulations guys. for we Bryce. Got a lot of work to do. Bryce put his uh himself out there and, and ran for county legislator. Man, you did a fantastic job, fantastic. Bryce job. Bryce did a great job, yep.
1: man. You know that's just just stay tuned with him, right? Right. Yeah. Stay tuned yep. with him,
2: man. You did you did a great job. Don't let don't let the numbers freaking yeah. man. Pat man Pat Riley first too. time. Pat Riley. Running. Too. Pat Riley. Just we were supposed started right. Man, I I was trying to get Pat Riley on before the election Um, shout out to you know, we had Rory on. Rory was on. He got he got that mojo. And Rory beep, got beep. the win uh by about the same amount of views that he had on our show. Yeah, so we're yeah, gonna go ahead man. and take, we're take that. that. We're,
3: we're, gonna, we're gonna, gonna take, take that, that win. We're gonna take, we're gonna take that. that
2: win. He beat
3: yo, he beat he beat some people. When you bring the whack ass governor in town, <laughs> yeah. and, and that was one of the no that was one, one of the articles. No one you you're yeah. not gonna fool people in a in a Ronnie Quaid, though. It was the people on the West side. That's what it was. Wasn't easy No, I'm just messing with. Just, <laughs> that <laughs> was just another. you gonna an get on thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh
2: my God! Well, I know two men in that I would personally love to see get involved with your your organization, uh, Kanye West and John Leguizamo. So if they ever come around, yeah. not to know. I'm, I'm trying to get a hold of them. Maybe this might, you know, entice them into Stop. returning my phone call.
1: If they bring steak, they get extra I, treatment. I,
2: Hey, maybe not John Legend, or Kanye would bring. Kanye would bring <laughs> oh, steak. Yeah, he bring a cow. Yeah, for <laughs> real. Well, awesome, uh, Michael. Thank you so much again. Thank Everyone you. out there, share this so because great. we need to get people out there. Donate. Come out on Friday evening, five to eight p.m. uh, One Favor Street, and uh, follow them on Facebook. And awesome. Five p.m. Five, 5 p.m. Five to eight. Five to eight. And uh, awesome. Play that funky music. Ah!